Imagine being in a circle of women. Gathered around the circle, you see several versions of yourself. Your ancestral self, your younger self, your future self, your higher self, and your optimum physical self. Looking at these beautiful women, they're joined with other women from your community, the grandmothers and little girls, your girlfriends and goddesses. As you sit around this circle, smiling, joyful, listening to the stories, connecting together with loud, boisterous laughter, shedding tears of pain and joy, listening to the wisdom, the inspiration, the motivation, and gaining healing through the conversations of women speaking authentically was on their hearts and minds. For when we share our stories, we we give others permission to tell theirs also. Welcome to In Her Voices, Her Stories. Welcome, everybody. This is Kirsten, and you're listening to Inner Voices. This is a podcast inviting women to come in, share their story, speak, and listen from their true, authentic inner voice. The reason for this podcast is to give space for us to come together. So just imagine you just sitting around with your girlfriends, your aunties, your ancestors, Just having conversations, listening, and learning. I've met some badass women in my own community. Not famous women, but ordinary women doing extraordinary things. These women, from their life experiences, the courage, the strength, the things that they are doing in the community, entrepreneurs, mothers, artists, authors, Right here in our own community, these are my sheroes. I mean, these superhero women. They don't have capes or superpowers, but every fucking day they're killing it. So right about now, I'll give you the auntie disclaimer. Yes, I will be probably dropping a few four-letter words here and there. And my guest interviews will probably be doing that also through the episodes. So just to give you a fair warning that if you have children or someone that you do like or someone that does not appreciate colorful language, then this would probably not be the podcast for them. Remember, everything ain't for everybody. Another reason for the podcast is to have some honest, open conversations regarding our body and self-image and our self-talk through our conversations together, through learning, relearning, and affirming who we are as women and taking back the shame and the guilt and coming into more of an empowered way of connecting with our divine feminine self. And at the end of each episode... I'll ask each guest the same five questions. 
allowing them to listen and speak from their in her voices. Today, I'll be asking myself these five questions and you get to hear my responses. So I recently retired in November of 2020 after 30 years of working for the government. And right now I'm just doing retirement shit. All the things that bring my life purpose, all the projects that I've been passionate about, I'm able to fully give my time and energy to enjoying those things. Like me, you didn't escape this pandemic unscathed. There were scars. I recently not only retired, but I also moved during the pandemic. Two weeks into it, I made a decision to move out of the home that I was living with someone, and now it's just myself and my dog. So that was a whole transition for me to, at the first time in my life, to live alone. And I can honestly say that it's been one of the best experiences I've ever had. I actually found my voice by not using my voice, by not being able to have daily conversations with other people, I was able to find the space that I needed for me and to find and listen to all of those voices inside of me that were begging, they were dying, they just needed some space so that they could be heard. Home, this is my community. I am a yoga teacher, I practice in community spaces. I am a community advocate for practicing and creating yoga in community spaces. I have been teaching since 2017 and immediately after um, being certified in yoga, I was given the opportunity to be the event coordinator for Free Day of Yoga Sacramento. And what that is is an annual event um, that yoga studios are invited to offer a free class to the community. That's how I found my first yoga studio. And I'm telling you, not all st- yoga studios are the same. So please, please shop around. The first time I tried yoga, it was like the first time I tried Brussels sprouts. It was disgusting. It was not very appealing and it left a bad taste in my mouth. Now, later on, I was introduced to Brussels sprouts that were um, roasted. Maybe they had a little bit of balsamic vinegar or honey sriracha, and it just totally changed how I thought about Brussels sprouts. Same thing with yoga, same thing with anything in life. You may try it one time and it just may not be for you. Maybe you were given some just plain old boiled, nasty ass, unflavored Brussels sprouts. So find whatever makes and tastes good for you and then just keep on improving the recipe. For me, I found a yoga studio through Sacramento Free Day of Yoga and I have been 
involved or doing um, the event coordinating of that event since 2017. I've also done yoga in schools, in small curated group settings for children, for seniors. I have been able to um, teach yoga in other spaces such as the Sac County Jail with Women's Empowerment, which is a local nonprofit um, helping and aiding women that are experiencing homelessness. I taught yoga with um, a few other nonprofits that are centered around doing community work with children, with mothers that um, have or in the community that have experienced traumatic events in their lives. Um, so yoga is not just something in a practice that it can be done at the yoga studio or at a gym. It's a community practice. And my goal and my hope is that everyone can be invited into this practice of yoga, whether or not you tried it out for the first time and it wasn't for you. Maybe that just wasn't your flavor. Maybe you just needed some roasted Brussels sprouts. Maybe you just need a different style. So with Sacramento Free Day of Yoga, it's an opportunity for um, the community to go out and to try just different styles, different um, other um, practices and then maybe that's something that may appeal to you and then you'll come back again and again and again. And one of the reasons why I've dedicated or so passionate about community or yoga is because I didn't see myself or people like me reflected in any of the yoga studios that I went to visit. Um, mainly there weren't any people of color in any of these spaces. There weren't any older bodies or there didn't weren't many, I was not say any, there weren't many older bodies. There were some of the studios, many of the studios did not teach um, accessible or options for other bodies. And that just left me excluded. That left me feeling left out. If it wasn't for the fact that I had a great and wonderful teacher and I was able to learn some amazing tricks and tips to show me how to practice with my body, how not to be afraid to touch my belly, to move it out of the way when I'm doing a forward fold. We're not taught that in yoga. We're not given a lot of time and space to really get into the body, get into the practice. And so it was something that I saw that was missing and I wanted to be able to share with the everyday folks that I knew that there is a practice available for you. You maybe didn't have to go to a yoga studio. Maybe the yoga studio or the yoga teacher comes to you. One last comment that if you're ever in a yoga class and if you're new and there's something that you know you shouldn't be doing, but the instructor is telling you to do something, you have full permission to not do it. This is your body that you are your best teacher. You know what 
feels good. You know what does not. You know what's going to cause you pain. So if there's something that you does not feel right for you, then don't do it. Don't do it. Give yourself full permission to either change it, to skip it, or to make some other alternative shape. You know, it's not always about looking like everybody else. One thing about us as unique individual humans is we all have our own special superpower, our own special unique gift. That is your superpower. So believe in that. Believe that if you're ever in a practice, and I do this for myself, um, that you can use what you have to do what you can. Ask permission to investigate, to explore, and to be curious about what yoga feels like. If we only look at pictures and magazines of what yoga has been presented, then I can guarantee most people cannot do the pretzel-y, bendy, hypermobile poses that you see in Instagram and magazines. But you can breathe, and that's the most important thing. If you're just allowing breath to flow, if you're allowing your mind and body to connect with that breath, then you are doing yoga. And that is enough. Organization that I am involved with that offers yoga resources through Sacramento, another community organization, I should say, is um, Free Yoga Sacramento. And what that is, is a online resource of free yoga classes throughout Sacramento. And that's done by my friend, Amy. Hey, Amy. And she put this together pretty much the same way I got involved with free day of yogas because she knew of the benefit and the value that yoga had in her life. And she wanted to make sure that it was accessible and available to as many people possible. So she um, originally started this with her own funds. And now I um, also volunteer with her organization to help ensure that the schedule is always, or we try to maintain that the schedule is update so that Sacramento area residents have um, the most um, updated information for free yoga throughout Sacramento. So great organization. Look it up. Um, I think it's www.freeyogasacramento.com. And so that is in addition to the one day of Labor Day, which is the free day of yoga, the event that I coordinate every year. Um, also another great organization that supports community yoga through Sacramento. So since I found yoga in community through a free day of yoga, and it was very, and I, I actually call it my yoga anniversary because that was the first time that I came into, I walked into a yoga studio, many people as I can. So that became my mission when it came to yoga was sharing it with as many people as I can. Being and setting that and letting people know that that was my intention led to so many other great opportunities either being presented to me or seeking opportunities to show up in community spaces 
opportunities, like I said, in schools. I was able to teach at a few churches, um, small community groups, a senior center. Um, I was invited to teach at a summer program at my old elementary school other groups and small groups of elementary school kids. I remember my first group of kids, we, um, I had, I had no clue. And the small boys, they wanted, had just finished watching, um, the Black Panther. So they all got to make up their own Black Panther yoga poses. We had Wakanda warrior. We had Wakanda tree. Everything was Wakanda, 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 Wakanda. But it was like showing up and giving them a practice that they could connect with. And at the time, that was Wakanda. And so for, um, they remembered how strong and powerful they felt doing and tapping into their own inner voice of superhero young men and doing all these yoga poses. It was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sight. Um, I was able also to expand some of the places where I connected through yoga, teaching at the Sacramento County Jail, through the inmates, at some of the women inmates, um, a um, working with the Yoga Seed, which was a young nonprofit that offers trauma-informed yoga. And um, that was some of the most rewarding and emotional and connecting experiences that I've ever had. And some of the stories that we shared together in that space, um, connecting through breath, um, hearing stories of young mothers that felt their babies kick for the first time as they're lying down in Shavasana because they were able finally to just have some stillness and some silence. So those are the things that lead me to continue to pursue other opportunities to show up in community spaces. I've taught at um, Women's Empowerment, which is a local non- Another very memorable location um, that I've had is sharing and teaching yoga at my old elementary school through a summer program that is offered from my friend Tanya um, called 21 Reasons Foundation. And she hosts several events throughout the year that supports community, that supports the children in the neighborhood, the adults, the mothers. It's just a great place, and it's held at Fruit Ridge Collective. There used to be Fruit Ridge Elementary School way, way, way back in the day. But um, there's a lot of nonprofits that are um, anchored in that collective or that community center, and so she has one, and... And during the summertime and um, other times during the year, I collaborate with her and offer a community yoga. So these are just spaces that I've been able to just show up and offer um, to teach in community um, through parks, churches, like I said, nonprofits, the jail, um, museums, stores, outdoor spaces, all non-traditional yoga spaces, just to show up in community, teach community, reach community. And 
my latest collaboration that I'm so happy, thrilled, and excited to be sharing community space with is um, Yoga Moves Us. And so Yoga Moves Us is also a nonprofit in Sacramento that offers yoga to at the parks. So McKinley Park and Tahoe Park, but different locations throughout Sacramento County, there's free yoga. And Yoga Moves Us is the organization that is um, that runs and puts on those events. And so recently I've joined not only the online teaching, because, you know, with the pandemic, everything got changed online. So able to offer a few classes online and just through the personal connections and through my passion of sharing yoga and the work that I do, I've just been um, within the last few weeks working with them and will be transitioning to um, the role of president of the board of Yoga Moves Us. So that is very exciting for me to be able to um, continue the work that means so much and to just show up in community. And what that means is not only offering yoga or starting to open up the parks um, safely as we start to um, be more vaccinated and offering um, um, even with the rules of social distancing, um, offering more um, gatherings, outdoor spaces. But once that's done, we'll do that this year. And then we'll start to work on some um, other opportunities for yoga, for offering um, yoga in other community spaces. So Look for all of that on the horizon. Like I said, I'm just now transitioning into learning all about Yoga Moves Us and the great work that they're doing. And so if you have any suggestions, if you'd like to volunteer, show also your support through donations or through your time, um, we'd need all hands on go to be able to offer this to the community of Sacramento. So thank you for considering that. Just a little brief intro about me, um, what I've been doing since retirement. There's also some other things. Um, I made a vision board and on my vision board, I didn't specifically put things, but I put words and pictures of how I wanted my retirement to look. And couple other things on there. One says it's not weird. And the reason why that is is because at one point in my life, I was playing the violin when I was younger. And I always thought it was weird because I was like the only black person in the orchestra from elementary through high school. Well, guess what I just did? I retired and started playing violin. Well, no. I haven't started playing violin. I started taking violin lessons. There's much more to playing the violin than picking up the instrument and starting to play. There is a lot of math and rhythm and tempo, and you have to learn a different language. Um, well, you don't really have to learn, but you know some of the things are written in Latin. So just learning the definition, meaning, and 
also how to learn to read music. Very, very interesting. It's keeping my brain occupied and it's um, a eye opener. So learning to play a violin. Another thing on my vision board after I came back from Yosemite watching the firefall was to buy a van and to travel. So recently I purchased an older um, cargo van that I'm going to be um, working on and transforming um, it into an RV <laughs> and be able to take little road trips, me and my dog, going to visit parts of the country that I may not have before because I was going to point A to point B. Well, now I have got time, so... Um, that should be a fun adventure going and traveling. And that's just one of many stories that I have about yoga in community spaces. Those type of connections that you can't measure. I'd like to have honest and open conversations about body positivity. It wasn't until I started talking about it and sharing my stories that I found out that I wasn't alone in this, that there were other people that shared similar stories that I had. There's a book by Sonia Renee Taylor called The Body Is Not An Apology. And in the book, it asks some very great questions that I've had time to reflect on. But when did this shame about the body start? When, if you think about it, when did your first experience with body shame begin? I'll let you think about that for a moment or two. So that's just a little bit of my current chapter. Retired, living single um, with my dog, bought a van that I'm restoring or I'm transforming into an RV, started violin lessons. And then of course, yoga, free day of yoga, organizing that event and transitioning into becoming the role of president of the board of Yoga Moves Us. You know, easy peasy. Also, I have a garden for the first time and some other things in the pipeline, but, you know, we'll keep that on hold for now. So each episode will consist of interviews with women. That's just a little bit about me and how I show up in the community. There's much more stories, but um, it's just weird talking to myself or telling you stories. It sounds like a little monologue. I will share one story, though, of how I came up with the name of In Her Voices. So I don't know if you've been following me or how long you've been following me if you're listening to this podcast. But when I first graduated from yoga teacher training, I had to pick out a name for my IG and or my social media and the name that I picked out and which I am so ashamed to say at this point is Namaste Beaches 
And for me, it was a play on words because I used to love the beach. So I'm like, namaste at the beach. And I used to say that so many times. And that was my IG handle. And everything was namaste beaches, namaste beaches. Now, there is that current um, saying of namaste bitches. And you've probably heard that too. Namaste bitches. But that wasn't my intention with the name. Mine was always Namaste Beaches because that's where was my heart home, was being by the ocean, being near water, the sunset, the full moon over the water, all of that, all of that. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So that was my Instagram name was Namaste Beaches. And that was probably for a few years until I So two things had me think about the name Namaste Beaches and two things, well, there's more than two things, but right now the two main reasons why I changed was first reason, a encounter with a young woman during Halloween. She was dressed up as Wonder Woman and usually as a general rule, I would make all the kids say who they were dressed up. Well, this little girl was so shy. I remember her. She was so, so shy. She was about four or five years old, and she was trick-or-treating for the first time with her cousins. And when I went to ask her who she was, she pretty much was quiet and didn't say anything. And I don't know what made me do this, but I set my um, bucket of candy down to the side, and I sat on my step. And she came and sat right next to me. And I asked her again who she was dressed up as. And she said she was Wonder Woman. But she had this little, tiny, soft little Wonder Woman voice. And so we just started talking about what her superpowers were and who she was. And she was telling me how strong she was. And I don't even know what Wonder Woman does or what her superpower is. But she was just so excited to tell me about this person that she was dressed up as and all the power that came from her voice and so I'm like you shout that out loud you tell me you're Wonder Woman and she was so just bold with telling me I'm Wonder Woman and it was the most beautiful thing so I ended up giving her like a half a bucket full of candy because she was cute and she was Wonder Woman and she found her voice so we had connected with that little girl that was shy, that was silent, that was soft-spoken. But inside of them, they had this fierceness about them, this superpower. It didn't come from any magic or actual superpowers, but it just came from the confidence that of knowing that they were a badass. So I was... The next year, the same family comes by, but the little girl isn't with them. She was actually their niece, but they made a point to share with me the difference of how she was after our conversation. And they thanked me and they said, thank you for sitting down and talking to her because she was a total different child. She kept the Wonder Woman costume on for a few days And she was not the little shy little niece that 
had spent the night with her older cousins, that she was going around and just being the super badass little girl that she was. And I never forget that story. So I immediately went and got the name Inner Voices because that showed me that power of what happens when it's not longer about the costume, it's about what's inside. Um, There's another great movie quote that I love about Thor. And at one point, Thor gets his ass kicked and he's all jacked up and everything else. And his father, Anthony Hopkins, comes and says, are you the god of hammer or are you the god of thunder? God, Thor is the god of thunder. The hammer, the costume, the all the little things are just accessories. But the true person, the true strength of who we are inside, that cannot be defined by a cape, by a hammer, by an invisible plane, by superpowers. I think we all individually carry and own that within ourselves. It's just about tapping in to our inner voices, the voices inside that tell us that we are strong, we are bold, we are magic, we can do anything and everything, we are a whole, we are complete, but it's listening and speaking from that place. So the next year when, and after I heard the story about the change that this little girl, the transformation of just that little brief conversation of speaking from her inner voice, I went and researched and Googled the name of inner voices and bought the name. It still was another year after that before I actually changed it. And what made me change it was a trip to um, Nepal. I had traveled to Nepal with um, Habitat for Humanity and a global build and just seeing the way the word namaste is appreciated and used as a greeting of honor and respect, I could no longer in my heart and in my conscience to misuse it and appropriate it in a way that did not show and honor the um, true nature of what that tradition means. So that's how I changed from Namaste Beaches to In Her Voices. I'm always learning, always growing, always willing to know that when I do make an error to do what I can to correct so that that does not continue. In Her Voices will also include a few conversations. I like to call them conversations with her and her would be our bodies our female feminine bodies. I can and will share stories later with others as we have conversations through the podcast of my conversations with her, the self-talk, 
Sometimes it's negative self-talk. Um, there's been situations and I've learned and have worked on that language, the language I tell myself, the how I speak to myself, how I encourage, empower, how I strengthen, and to recognize those times when I'm not there and to return back to that place of wholeness. So I used to go around before saying I have a bad knee, I have a bad back, I have a bad hand, a bad shoulder. And there's no truth to that. Are those actually true things? Maybe I have a carpal tunnel in my hand that I'm not able to do something in a traditional way, or I experience pain, a felt sense, but that doesn't not mean that my hand is bad. So just the way that we talk to ourselves, we talk about ourselves, and sometimes it's in a, a joking, funny, ha-ha kind of mood, but it's still that same old negative self-talk, um, whether it be, oh, you're so clumsy, or you're so stupid, or why did you do that? You know, those kind of things, all of that inner talk and those conversations really build up over time. So I live in a body that has and experiences chronic pain. And that was for the longest part of me, the diagnosis of um, the many different parts of my body that seemed to be breaking down and slowly taking a downward spiral. So a lot of it happened to be with the way that I thought and the way that um, those conversations, instead of having a bad hand or a bad knee, I was able to, with the help of yoga, physical therapy, um, just being more aware of how I move, being more aware of what I ate, all of these other things, not just one thing, but a whole complete package of appreciation, of love, of care, of kindness and compassion to change that narrative, to change those stories. So instead of I have a bad knee, some days I rest or instead of um, when I first started practicing, saying I can't do that, figuring out a way of offering myself some options so that it may not look traditionally what everybody else was doing in my class, but I was still able to enjoy movement. I was able to enjoy building strength. I was able to enjoy the feeling of being empowered because I made choices that were the best for myself. And when I started to shift in those thinkings, a lot of things on my own journey of being um, a body positive and a more loving, kinder, gentler person to myself that all started to fall into place. 
some of the other conversations we'll be having with her, our bodies, are what has shaped or influenced your body image now, what has shaped and influenced your body image in the past, how much of those things are still um, influencing around what and how you think about yourself. And then just overall conversations about experiences that we had. For me, some it amazes me the standards of beauty and the opinions of other women, the harsh judgments, not of, you know, you could be the cutest, flyest person in the world and then you go outside your house and somebody gives you a side eye or a look and all of a sudden all the confidence, everything has just deflated. So why do we let that happen? First of all, internally to ourselves, as far as caring about the opinions of others. But on the other side is the one who gave you the side eye, especially if it's another woman. Like, why do we feel the need to judge, to be able to give our opinion about the appearance of someone else. If somebody is comfortable in the skin that they're in and no matter what size they are, want to wear a bikini or a crop top, let them do it. Likewise, if somebody wants to get all dressed up in makeup, but then one of their friends or something, that's not their thing, then that's okay. We should all have the freedom and the permission and the courage to just be ourselves and to give less fucks about what everybody else thinks about us. So yeah, we'll have conversations about our body image, body shaming. And here's the thing, we've let these truths and I use that word loosely, they have made us judge ourselves. They have made us question. They have made us doubt. They have made us feel um, that we were failing a system that was never really set up as a true measurement of who we are. Um, So one of the questions I'd like to ask everybody at the end of each episode is taken strictly straight from Jamila Jamil's I Weigh podcast is how much do you weigh? How much do you weigh? Not in pounds, but how much do you weigh? The weight of who you are, what you do, who you love, what's important to you. Maybe taking a moment or two just to let that sink in. How much do you weigh? What do you weigh? Not in pounds. Not in you. what you have, but in who you are. All right, so like I said, at the end of each episode, there will be five questions. And these will be the final five. A chance for each guests to listen and to speak from their inner voices. I'm going to ask myself 
I'll ask the question and then I will answer the question. Okay, ready? Here we go. Okay, so here we go. These are the final five questions. So the podcast is In Her Voices, Her Stories. These are the stories that are inside of us, the voices from the inside of our ancestors, the voices from our future self, our higher self, our inner self, and our physical self. Five questions. First question that I'll be asking everyone, and so I'll ask this to myself. Listening to the ancestors. What words from the ancestors are speaking to me? And so what I mean by ancestor, it could be anyone. It could be a blood relative. It could be your another human, another pet. It could be the nature's could be anything that I am, you or I would consider an ancestor. So for me, as I'm sitting here looking at this beautiful custom print of Maya Angelou, I consider her my ancestor. And I like to look to her words of advice about just wisdom. And I know she's always saying people will never... People will forget for what you do and what you say, but people will never forget the way you make them feel. And I always remember that wonderful words of advice of how you make someone feel, as in the example of the little superhero girl, of knowing that she was that superhero inside, or other times when I've had connections with maybe teaching and community spaces and allowing people to just to be in who they are. So that's what I would like her advice to me is to never forget the way you make people feel, whether it be yourself or to someone else. Okay, question number two. This is about speaking. Speaking to your younger self. What words of advice would I say to my younger self? For this one, I have a quote. And for me, because my younger self was like that little girl, shy, didn't speak. In fact, I used to spend my lunch periods in high school hiding out in the library so I didn't have to talk to anybody. So right now, my would go back and tell my younger self, this quote from Maggie Kuhn, leave safety behind, put your body on the line, stand before people you fear, and speak your mind, even if your voice shakes. When you least expect it, someone may actually listen to what you have to say. Speak your voice, even if your voice shakes. Being bold, letting all go of all the fear of judgment, of being an imposter, of not knowing and that I deserve to have everything to the highest level that the universe wants me to have it. So that's what I would go back to give my younger self some courage, encouragement, a little bit of fire, a little bit of support along the way so that I know I have the 
power inside of me to speak my truth. Woo. Okay. Let's do this. Question number three. Um, This is listening. So listening to your future self. If I could picture my future self, think about what she's doing and what advice would she give me now? My future self would tell me, girl, we out here shining. We see you shining all bright. Just continue to radiate, get brighter and brighter and brighter. Don't let anything dim that shine because when you meet us here, we're just going to glow up and keep glowing up. Question number four. This is about speaking. Speaking to your body as a trusted, sacred friend. What words would you have for her and her self-love journey? I would tell her she is beautiful from the inside out and that no matter what, I would give her gratitude, I would give her praise, I would acknowledge that she has carried me through this life and I would show her all of the love that she deserves, even when she doesn't think she deserves it again and again and again, showing her that it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks, that it only matters of how she feels. And as long as she is feeling that she is beautiful, that she is empowered, that she is able, and that she deserves to be in a place where there's calm, there's relaxation, there's peace, and there's joy. Where she is thriving. That's what I would tell my body. To fuck all those other images of what anybody else thinks you should look like. And you just know that you're the baddest bitch in the room. All right, question number five, final question. Listening to your higher self, what messages do you receive from your highest divine universal self? I would, my universal self, my highest self, knows that she is here for me. And I recently have started calling my higher self Sugar. This came to me from my friend Laura. And Sugar is an acronym that stands for S U G A. The S is for source or spirit. The universe is for you or you in the universe. The G is for goddess. And the A is for ancestors. So every time I speak out to Sugar, my spiritual divine, universal self, she is answering back with yes, 
yes, clapping, applauding, pushing me to go to where I don't think I belong because she knows I belong there. So Sugar says, keep on glowing up, keep on shining. You are the glitter in the universe. You are everything that ever was and everything that will be and will be right here beside you. Thank you for listening to In Her Voices, Her Stories. I'm so grateful that you were able to listen to a portion of my story, my current chapter. There's so much excitement on this time in my life after retirement, being able to work in communities, sharing yoga, the practice that I love and that has helped me so much transform my life. And so excited to begin working on my band and learn more about violin, my garden that I have planted and will be harvesting the fruits of that. And just in general, this whole adventure of living and learning and enjoying. So once again, thank you. If you ever want to work with me and learn more about some of the work that I do in trauma-informed community spaces, please feel free to reach out through Instagram, Facebook, website, or email. Um, email is inhervoices916 at gmail.com. The website is www.inhervoices.com. Or you can reach me at Facebook and Instagram at N-I-N underscore her underscore voices. So that's I-N underscore H-E-R underscore V-O-I-C-E-S. Once again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode Part of the opening quote or the opening dialogue was had a quote from the next guest, which is Megan Morgan. Megan has a her own book titled The End of Me. Where she talks about her own personal stories of dying and what that was like for her and the experiences that she remembers. So very interesting, very fascinating. If you don't have it, uh, Megan also has her own podcast, My Yoga Audio. So go check her out and I will see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.